Gangster Bet is Icon's next generation NFT collectibles of 5,555 gangsters and detectives, with changeable names and stats. Holders of Gangster Bet NFTs receive daily distributions of GBET tokens. GBET can be used to upgrade their NFT skills and stats. The supply of GBET will decrease over time and will stop after 9 years. Holding Gangster Bet NFTs will have opportunities for future airdrops and will give you access to Gangster Bet's highly anticipated metaverse. Learn more at gangsterbet.io. Shout out to our sponsors at IconBet. Open source, decentralized gaming, no deposits, play straight from your wallet. IconBet, made by the players, for the players. Ion Icon is proudly supported by Icon Nation and the Icon community. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Iron Icon, where we go around the ecosystem and get you the latest and greatest news. And with me, as always, is Iconographer, or should I say Iconographer, you know, just because the markets are tanking, man, and apparently if I say a name in a particular way, it could reverse fortunes. How are you today? It's like uh, it's like saying Beetlejuice three times or something like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Come on, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah well so you know unfortunately we didn't really have any news this week so this will probably be the end of the episode but we'll see you guys next week <laughs> take care <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, uh pretty i mean pretty big uh one of the bigger news weeks in recent mm. history at least as far as i can remember you know, a good chunk of stuff uh obviously we'll go into it a little bit but um certainly you know i think i think a lot of good news they got everyone excited of course it happened when we were in a downtrend which seems to be just the ongoing fate of uh of, of icx but it is what it is but obviously uh certainly makes things brighter for the longer term so we'll get into that obviously uh mainly you know in the interoperability incentive fund and also the uh the algorand uh partnership announcement obviously some other good stuff too but um yeah certainly not a quiet week yeah no agree oh, so much you know it's it's i feel so much has happened that when we were getting ready for the news in the background you know obviously the big big news is incentive 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 i felt we'd covered it already or we've we've done an episode I had the about same it. yeah i had the same i had the same problem i was kind of like wait, was that like two weeks ago or is that three weeks ago and then i said oh no it was less than a week ago because it was last uh last friday at least my time i think your your saturday yeah that's right woke, woke up to the good news um but okay look before we dive into that let's do our usual let's talk markets um i i think we had an interesting conversation just before recording um you know uh, come in and it's not i've got bitcoin up at the moment and it's not looking good oh and um you made you had a a good analysis. I felt. Um, do you do you want to talk through that graphic? Because we I mean, right now I'm just it just it's it's almost predictably uh, just too, super correlated to the at least the U.S. stock market. I, I assume broader markets as well, uh, which is annoying. But also, like I don't know, sometimes it just happens. Um, you know, there were times. You know, obviously, when we went to like 69k, I think both markets were in an uptrend. But obviously, you know, Bitcoin went way faster, and the overall crypto market went way faster than than the stock market but there is just it is just funny how you know i think i woke up before the market opened i woke up and bitcoin was doing pretty well um and then the market did pretty well and it was kind of like all right which ones you know does everyone out there just know the market's going to do well so bitcoin does well and then you know sentiment on twitter everyone was saying you know oh we just need a break you know i think we were like getting close to 44 or something like that and everyone's saying oh you know they're here you know it, it was just a, a a clear momentum and sentiment. Uh, everyone was very happy. Um, 
I went about my day, had some things to take care of, uh, come back and check things. And the stock market had reversed itself, uh, turned to red. And then sure enough, crypto had as well. Uh, my Twitter, my Twitter timeline is having like a meltdown right now. Um, you know, all the traders I follow said they, you know, they got stomped out of everything they were doing. So, uh, you know, I think we're still like mostly in that, you know, that just kind of low 40s range we've been in. Um, we might be getting a little bit maybe dangerously close to hitting below 40. But mm-hmm. even then, um, you know, we haven't really fallen too far. So I, I kind of see it as just still being the range. But just the the emotional uh, highs and lows that people had today um, were just interesting to watch and just especially both in terms of, of crypto and the whole market as a whole so it's kind of frustrating i just kind of sit there it's like all right whatever the market's gonna do bitcoin's gonna do yeah uh, until something changes and especially right now you know especially when we're in a just a general sideways trading trend which we've been for like i don't know two months now or something like that basically um yeah it's not you know there's not a lot that could happen and basically the only thing tugging on it is essentially the market so until there's something seismic that happens like fundamentally you know i'm not saying fundamentally but i guess fundamentally within the market you know whether it's you know sometimes it just sometimes it feels like a news story does it um and sometimes it'll just like you'll just wake up and all of a sudden there's a huge green candle and it just sometimes happens so until we get something like that uh we're gonna be i think in the in the continue in the boring zone for the immediate future yeah well look i mean when i'm looking at btc uh, at the moment we've got a trend going uh, trend is your friend so in october 2020 and this is a very um last last resort trend and it touched in july uh 21 and it's just it's been lingering just banging on it and at the moment it's broken that trend anyway uh, let's see how this goes but overall I don't know even on chain as I start no I notice a lot of on chainers make um, start making playful jokes well if we've entered a bear market and they start but they're not giving uh, uh, analysis here or there as to what exactly is happening or maybe I've just dropped off a little bit across checking um, what they're saying that that's probably it um, but yeah look BTC is not looking good at the moment ICX I Shall we go there? Okay, yeah. Also broken that trend. I mean, it's just, yeah. Well, it's just, again, BTC falls the markets. Alt follow BTC. Um, so yeah, I mean, to the extent you can do technical analysis on ICX, sure. I guess I just hmm. there's just maybe I'm jaded, but there's just been way too many times where people have said, "Oh, we broke out of this channel," or you know, yeah. "We're gonna go up," or you know, "Oh, ICX chart looks good," and then Bitcoin crashes, and then you know, everything falls apart or Bitcoin pumps and then, you know, we catch up or whatever it is. So um, at this point, it's just uh, whatever the macro happens is probably what the micro happens, at least in the short term. Um, But obviously still bullish on, you know, based on all the good news and everything like that. Um, You know, I'm not really looking day to day as much. Um, I'm more focused on, you know, while it's cheap, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to pick up as much as I still possibly can. Yep. Great. No, look, I don't think we need to spend more time on markets. We've woken up. It looked rosy, but it's turned gloomy. Um, it's reacting to exactly what the stock markets are doing. Let's see um, how this settles. Uh, and we'll come back next week with a reassessment. Um, let, let, let's, you know, uh, markets uh, tend to bring out the worst in terms of um, 
uh, the vibe out there. So let, let's let's be let's change it up because we've had so much good news. I think this week, oh, if it was a different market coming back to markets, the amount of news that dropped and the type of news would have had a huge reaction um, to price, etc. But let, still, let, let's celebrate some of the huge accomplishments. Um, what's the first thing we've got? Uh, well, I think, you know, just the 200 million um, ICX interoperability incentive program. Um, this got announced, as we said, uh, late last week. Uh, basically, I think, you know, so there's been a few of these that have come out over the months. Um, you know, Near did 150 million mm-hmm. to like do a Web3 stuff. Um, Harmony, uh, they did 300 million back in September. Um, obviously, those two are future uh, or, you know, or immediate BTP partners. Um, so that's why they're relevant. But also, you know, I remember Phantom had a, a similar announcement in August, I think, mm. uh, Avalanche around the same time. So again, the difference there was, you know, they were, that's that's when the market was really heating back up, um, you know, August. It was, it was starting to move into the uptrend and then it got really, really good in October um, and a portion of November, I think. So they, you know, their timing was pretty good as far as market's concerned. So a lot of these tokens really started moving uh, a pretty good amount. I think I think Phantom was at still like in the 30s or 40 cents. So when this happened, and it ended up going to like three dollars and 45. So again, if they're if the timing's right and you catch it at the right time in the market, um, you know, it can be it can be kind of advantageous from that standpoint. But so narrative wise, there's clearly a move towards doing these types of funds and things like that. Um, and so it's, you know, not really, it, it's nice to see icon get on that. I don't want to call it a bandwagon, um, but hop onto that, you know, cause it, it makes things way more competitive. So being part of that competition, um, having skin in the game with those, with that large amount of funds is always good. Uh, I think what's, you know, obviously what's unique about this is, is a fund dedicated entirely to interoperability. Um, um, mm. you're basically trying to, you know, in, in, incentivizing people to build things that work, uh, cross chain. And then also incentivizing users to um, kind of participate in cross-chain activities, kind of broadly speaking. So it hits it hits those two marks. Um, um, so you know, obviously, I think I think on its own, BTP is going to pick up a lot of ad- adoption. But this is a nice nudge uh, further in that direction. And and all the, you know, a lot of these other funds were dedicated more towards kind of internal. You know, building, you know, helping DeFi builder, you know, luring people to build DeFi or build uh, or lure liquidity um, onto, you know, Phantom or Avalanche or whatever it is. Whereas this is much more of a, hey, you know, it's a, it, if you're uh, conducting cross-chain activity, um, that's where the incentives lie in this one, which is obviously, you know, if you're building a cross-chain protocol, that's exactly what you want. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, look, it's huge. I mean, I always do the math, right? Like, oh, if this was announced at this time, when it was this, it would have been this big of an incentive. But um, yeah, you uh, ask the community this, should an announcement be timed just because the market's pumping? I completely disagree. You know, it needs to be um, announced when it's ready, when people can actually come in and um, all the processes are set up and ask for the grants. Um, and, and the tech itself has to be ready. So when people are coming to explore, they're not being told, hey, wait a minute, no, come back in six months. They won't come back. The industry is moving at such a quick pace. So this this is great. It came out when it's ready. Um, it is very much around interoperability. Um, it is about um, fast tracking it and uh, focused around adopting BTP and utilizing. So it's not just... 
<laughs> build a bridge, connect your chain and be done with it. It's actually the opposite. More money is for actually utilizing um, uh, the blockchain transmission protocol. And remember, one of the things we haven't seen and I reckon we will start seeing is the push of the value add for icon slash ICX. How much more valuable does it make ICX as more adoption, more um, actual use of the pro BTP? Um, has an impact to Icon. And, and Icon Graph has actually written some stuff around it and really called it out, um, which we know. And with the new fee structure, we're starting to see just internally these transactions that now we're getting averaging, uh, is it per day now? We're close to 200,000 Icon Graph regularly. Um, uh, you, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, I think it's getting, it's it's pretty close to that. So it's burning around, um, you know, close to 1,000 ICX. So now btp all that compounds that icx burn uh fast tracks this is not um taking into account uh, the auction stuff that goes into cps and gets burnt so look you can start to see like if you're focusing on markets uh it's doom and gloom but you can start to see all the um mechanisms that are being put in place that when we start getting our flagship product adopted, um, it will have a ripple effect for for ICX holders as, as a whole. Um, but what what so I, as of uh, as as I was going to know it as of ye- or yesterday's. So this is from Transcranial. Um, they 150,000 total transactions and 219,000 total events including transactions yeah anyway yeah. no so that that's great now if 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 and that's the point which is good now lastly if you haven't i really encourage you and i am going to put this in the show notes um you know uh, got wind of this and went around the grounds very quickly thank you to elise um who i was hounding and she set up some interviews uh, with everyone for me um and i quickly asked very similar questions around this incentive program um and if you haven't listened to it please do like it, it, you know what came out very clearly was it's not about building on icon this incentive that's what we have cps for okay um the incentive program is all around as i said adopting and using the tech and uh, providing liquidity in in the areas for protocols um so that they use the tech basically you know they use btp in the background so the liquidity is incentivized thanks to the incentive program they've allocated so much money um but what i really loved and i don't know i can graph if you listen to it but um uh, scott he um he kind of i had this aha moment again because when i was telling him which chain do you want to lure in or i I phrased something to him along that lines and his his answer was like it's uh, I just wanted the more chains that get adopted, it gives devs the choice to build the apps wherever they want. So they don't need to come to Icon. If, if you know, where BTP is integrated into various chains, they can look at it and go, you know what? Um, I may actually build it on Avalanche today because um, it's less congested. It's just like Ethereum. I've already got some code for an existing DAP. I'll just fork it across, yada, yada, yada. Um, and, and it indirectly is still benefiting Icon. Um, and that was really cool to hear because, um, yeah, that's awesome. It's like, it doesn't matter where you build, just build. It gives everyone the option to do what they do best. I'll stop there. I yeah. talked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I agree. You know, I think, and of course, sure enough, like anytime there's any news people, there's some people who always look at the bad, like they try to immediately 
kind of look at they look at good news and say where's the bad news in here mm. and some of it was basically like oh great you know here's 200 million icx going to get dumped on the market uh which is like you know they're almost like oh yeah it's bearish if people are actually using your chain right because if if the incentives get paid out it means people are actually utilizing mm. the cross-chain capabilities yeah um and so like to sit there and be like oh yeah this is bad because it's like at the end of the day kind of like what's the point like it's just it's clearly all about price and without recognizing that you know if people if people are using the chain if people are using your protocol that's that's what's going to drive you know the price to go up like go look at you know go look at why binance chain uh, or bnb went so up look at why avalanche went up look at why phantom went up it's because people everyone's actually using these protocols and things like that look at why solana went up uh it's it's all about it's all about the demand at the end of the day and so stop fo- like don't focus as much on the tokenomics focus on is this is this acti- activity or action or whatever it is going to over the long term increase the number of people utilizing uh, this this chain this protocol whatever it is and if the answer is yes then it's it's good. Yeah, you couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah, uh, completely agree. Uh, you know, yes, there were high, there's hype and this and that, but at the end of the day, like the chain has stuff going on which is then reflected in value right and and this is where even harmony like yeah the incentive program but they they come back much later post the announcement of the incentive program because um you know DeFi kingdoms they've had a couple of smash hit dApps that that have made people turn to it and move so um what's cool about this incentive again drilling this home is any chain that adopts it and then utilizes it to move assets between not icon any of the connected btp chains it is that is our winning that is our winning formula and that is the value add which is so cool because the more the network expands and the more dApps that jump on it uh uh what is it you know it's that one dap that hits mainstream like for avalanche there were a few but you know when wonderland and time came into the picture a lot of people went in and aped into that including myself on the correction mind you but you see what i mean so all of a sudden if they're utilizing btp as a bridge and any of these chains that have these dApps that utilizes it in the background has a bit of a smash hit and and gets traction it doesn't matter if icon's not involved our tech is involved in the background indirectly our tokenomics are being impacted it's it's the final finality is coming from our chain um which is awesome like uh, yeah anyway uh we we could do an hour on this i can graph i have so much i want to say around this but um yeah it, it's good and you know i can graph in one of our chats you were mentioning um because uh, l- let's talk about it next so w- we've seen this this is the fun this is great news um finally if you haven't watched that interview really uh, one of the standouts as well you know the min's on there so you get to hear his views and right at the end i interview tj and it's a very interesting conversation we drift off into different things and start talking about cps and it's it's really really especially if you follow the cps and how projects get funded i encourage you to listen to that um it's always good picking tj's brain and understanding how he ticks and some of the pros uh, thoughts around the ideas he puts forward so um I, I enjoyed that chat as well so definitely give it a listen but um the next bit of news that we had and this was wave after wave so we announced a program then algorand foundation comes in with a right hook do you want to talk yeah. us through well, it so in, in, in a lot of these you know what's i guess well so i guess big picture you know algorand essentially has a grant program that have been uh, issued 
in order to help build out BTP, um, build a BTP partnership between Icon and Algorand. Um, Algorand is one of the more, um, you know, it's kind of up there with those other chains that have done well, um, that didn't exist in, you know, 2017, 18, came about in the in the bear market and have done uh, pretty well and gotten a lot of attention. Um, I think it's in the top 30 uh, as far as market cap, if I recall correctly. Uh, so certainly not some small little dinky chain, you know, off in the hinterlands of crypto land or something like that. Mm. Uh, what was nice about this one too, is they were the ones who announced it. Um, and clearly with a lot of excitement behind it. Um, so that was, uh, that was nice to see, you know, a lot of these is kind of, we, we mention it or, you know, we meaning icon mentions it. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it's, I don't think it matters that much who necessarily announces it other than the fact that I think when it comes from the, the other chain, it kind of fires up their community a little bit more. Um, and it kind of pay, gets a bit more eyeballs on it. So I think that that was, um, certainly good to see. Uh, they did a really good announcement as well. It's very thorough, um, explains the technology pretty well. Uh, so, uh, just a nice, another nice little piece on the BTP, um, you know, the, the roster of BTP partners. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's certainly growing, you know, I see like a list of it and it's like, it used to be just be, you know, it was like Binance near and harmony or something like that a few months ago. Um, and now obviously you have, you know, you have Polkadot, you have the various Polkadot, uh, chains, um, uh, like moon river, uh, or sorry, Moonbeam, moon river and Moonbeam. Um, and obviously, you know, ice and snow fit into that as well. Um, so, but now we have uh, Algorand as well to add to that list. So it, it continues to grow um, and continues to grow with quality, um, other quality networks as well. Look, you know, and, and I can graph how often have we heard um, you see tweets and stuff, well, why aren't our partners talking about it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think this is a great example. Okay, well, here you go. Our partner isn't just talking about it. They're kind of throwing money at it going, this is this is the solution we want. So, um, right. which is cool as well. So I thought um, this is two big news uh, pieces uh, that hit us and I didn't expect them to drop so, so soon. <laughs> hit us with wave after wave. So that was good to see. Okay. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, so the uh, I think we talked about this a little bit. I can't remember one way or another, uh, but the voting has happened on the um, I guess it's BIP sixteen, mm. the um, borrower and BALN. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me make sure I have the. Uh... Is this for? Um the borrowing enhancing the borrowing experience yes that one yeah yeah so this is one this is one that's been floating around for a little bit uh basically uh more borrow rewards uh increased loan to value uh lower origination fees and a large stability fund uh so this is something that got voted on uh relatively recently and it did pass uh 91 to uh eight percent with about half the people voting so um just improves the overall borrower experience you know i think this you know gets a little bit more relevant too when you can factor in um the fact that uh optimus one of the strategies there is the borrower strategy um so um Certainly, you know, certainly nice, certainly nice improvement for balance. I think we, again, we we talked about this a little bit last time, but just want to confirm that the the it did get it did get voted into place. Uh, and so, if you're looking to borrow or have been borrowing or whatever, uh, overall, there's a few factors there that will uh, make you, make the uh, process a little more uh, pleasant. Yep. No, um, it's good. 
balances kicking goals. <laughs> uh, the, the rebalancing hasn't been as bad. Well, we had a bit of rebalancing the other way for a change, um, which which was good to see. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't want to look. I don't know. I said I'd never take out a loan. I took out a loan again. Oh god, what have I done? <laughs> um, so now I've been ignoring it. <laughs> like I can ignore it because you know I, I take out a loan with a liquidation of like twelve cents, so I'm always playing it safe. Uh, but yeah, anyway, okay. Next up, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the things. So uh, one of the things I noticed. Well, I noticed this a while back uh, with home, mm. and I was kind of. So, um, you know, obviously we have new, we have the new markets for, um, um, for, for BALN and for OM tokens. Um, they, there's, there's, you can supply and borrow for balance for BALN, uh, but you can't borrow for OM. And I was kind of wondering, you know, I don't know if there's been prior discussion on this or, or not, um, but I just thought it was interesting that you can't necessarily borrow it. I guess you know. I, I kind of wondered is so. A there's the part of it where, um, you know. It, so on one hand, I've I've seen other protocols say we don't want you to we don't want you to borrow our governance token because it gives people an ability to effectively short it. Mm. Uh, and so I don't know if you for, for the actual mechanics of shorting um, is essentially you you borrow in like in the stock market you borrow a stock. You then immediately sell it and then you hope it goes down and then you can buy it back and then return it and then obviously the, the money difference in between is essentially your profit um that's basically what shorting is and so there you know i could see like oh we don't want to give people the ability to borrow it and then hope it falls or fud it or whatever uh and then turn a profit on it i guess the other part of it too is um it can you know i i think it would be you know there's some protocols out there like that allow you to borrow a, a governance token for something like that for, for another protocol. So that way you can, um, you know, you can use it in order to either boost rewards or, you know, I think in this case, the use case would be, it allows people to like beef up their own, uh, you know, cause the, the way it works is the amount of OM you have staked is what determines your ability to vote for P reps and things like that, uh, which can influence rewards and everything like that. So theoretically people could like borrow their, borrow OM, stake it, and then get the benefits of, you know, they could beef up their, uh, their governance power and I can kind of, I guess the one argument is like, yeah, well, we don't want people kind of like having necessary governance over something they don't actually own that they're just borrowing. But at the same time, if it gives your token a kind of a unique use case, mm. um, and it's all, you know, just because they own it on a given day, you know, they can just sell it the next day or something like that. So just because they own it doesn't necessarily mean they have a long term stake in it necessarily. Um, so I, I, this is kind of one, one thing I was wondering. I don't know. Again, I, I could have totally missed out on some discussion or something like that. Uh, but just like a, it, one of those things, I think about it kind of like you know what's a what's a creative way that you know Ohm could Ohm as a protocol could behave differently or things like that, and that's just one of those things I, I um, kind of noticed. No, it's a good one. Um, I actually, you know, I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, when it comes to Ohm, I get up in arms when I see changes I disagree with, and I and I get into the Discord and I ask these questions and. Apologies, I come across as rude. I don't mean to be, uh, just passionate. And um, I actually went asking this question because it didn't make sense to me. Um, uh, especially that uh, what you said, Icongrapher, you know, or if they could vote, in my eyes, so what? I mean, that is what creates the borrow slash um, uh, su supply slash um, lo loan rate, rate, right? The, the utility of... The value it adds 
is what will create the reason why people will want to borrow it and use it however they see fit. Um, so I, I don't quite agree with it, but apparently this is the norm. Uh, I was schooled thanks to Arush, um, who very nicely schooled me, obviously. Um, but uh, this is so Aave and things, many other protocols, their utility token, their token, they only have in the supply side. You can't actually borrow it. Um, news to me, uh, I think it, yeah, I still stand by it to feel like it's like, well, then why even put it in the supply? What's uh, like what I don't agree. I guess the one, the one theory would be, well, that way you it locks, you know, people, if you can give people a little bit of incentive to kind of quote unquote lock it by supplying it, you know, maybe it takes some pressure off the market or whatever. But, um, but you know, well, that's what I mean. I was about to say like, Hey, we already have staking on, on exactly. anyway. So if people want to lock their tokens, they can. And also at the end of the day, if people want to sell, like, uh, the whole idea of staking over time, I've thought I've kind of gone back and forth. This I think like the whole idea of staking, where it's like off the market, if people feel like if people feel their their investment isn't going to make a long term difference, like either they're staking it or they're holding it, right? If mm. they want to sell it, they're just going to sell it, yeah. and like they'll take the five minutes to unstake it or five days or whatever it is, and just say like I don't believe in this investment anymore. I'm going to dump it. Where it's just because it's like stake the people who are staking, they're holding anyway. So staking itself. Like obviously, it creates additional value or things like that. But a lot of the times, um, I've never quite understood it. You know, I think in, you know, in the grand scheme of icons of ICX's tokenomics for voting for PRUPs and stuff, mm. it is it's more of like compensation for um, for governance. But the whole idea of like staking, just like yeah, just stick it there and we'll give you you know 100% APY or whatever. Um, so you know, sometimes I kind of wonder is that just ultimately uh, like. It, is, it, is that just creating needless inflation for something that doesn't really add a lot of value to um, uh, it, to a protocol necessarily? You're right. So uh, I think so. In this case, you enable a supply market. If there's no borrower, well, how's it earning interest? Okay, so the distribution is being amended to pay for that supply. Well, that's kind of defeating the purpose. What's that doing? Then just increase the supply ratio on staking so it's more lucrative to stake and it's and it's and it means it's diluting other areas also exactly so uh, i'm lost there but apparently there's a reason and that's fine um the other aspect with staking i think you you make an interesting point because i understand from a layer one perspective the importance of staking yeah um we know it's securing the network and right etc but as time has gone what we're seeing is there are more steps being put in place to make that state asset liquid again through wrapped SICX. Like in every chain has its own variations and those variations are growing, splitting, you know, the yield component uh, of that um, chained asset uh, so that it is tradable and can be moved around in an instant. So um, overall, I, I, I think if you're directing inflation to staking it's kind of yeah what's the point but if there's fees coming in to the holders i should say that's a good thing um but that need to stake i feel like it's as time goes on that will personally i think it'll become a redundant feature for dApps because let's let's look at um and we're going to talk about karma dow but let's look at DeFi 2.0 right ohm and time you know, the mechanics are, uh, work where you give them an asset, they issue you a bond, which is their native token time. You get that at a discounted rate. When when it's hard, 
when it's come to fruition after the five days, you have two options. Sell it for the 10% profit if the market value is held or stake it. And when you stake it, every time the treasury gets more money, it, it mints new time and distributes those times to the stakers. That's why that's why you have this insane APY. Um, but as these protocols have evolved, when the asset is staked, it's staked. You can't do anything with it. But they've now all gone and created wrapped versions of the staked asset that automatically grows in value every time the staking rewards are distributed. And then you can take this wrapped asset and take it into DeFi and borrow off it. So you see what I'm getting at? Like, uh, these protocols have moved from the need to stake to get your rewards to, well, we've got this uh, asset that's that's worth a lot of money. It's generating a lot of money, um, but it's it's locked in our ecosystem and no one can do anything with it. Well, what do we do? We need to remove the staking component from it so that users can take their assets to different protocols, but still have, you know, um, keep that yield um, uh, that they get from staking with it. You, you see the point I'm trying to make, right? I can graph it. Even these protocols that work this way are kind of evolving out of the staking mechanic. Like, uh, right, we, right. We, yeah, but so, um, uh, yeah, I feel... Um, these... yeah, even, even our own... Even our own uh... I can't repeat my internet up, but even our own SICX is kind of similar to that. It's just it's, it's trying to liquefy a what should have been a locked, but it is a locked asset. Bingo! This is just it. That SICX is an exact example. So when people go, "Oh, what's um, you know, in in OHM wrapped uh, this," they don't they don't understand the relationship. A lot of iconists should because we have SICX. It's essentially what SICX does every day. And staking rewards get paid into SICX, and it grows in value. That's what a lot of those DeFi 2.0 wrapped um, stake tokens are. So. Um, yeah, my, my point is like the idea of staking to me starts to feel a bit more redundant because as soon as it's staked, people are trying to create a wrap version that is liquid again. <laughs> so it's like, well, then why stake it? Um, apart right. from the layer one. Anyway, um, interesting. Yeah. Um, good discussion, man. I, I think um, I'm with you. I don't, I think if you're going to protect, I always come back down to this like, Oh, but we don't want to short ohm if that's the argument then i think well that's it's a real shame that a lot of the other protocols aren't getting to make the same argument if that's that's what we're leading with um but as noted this is, seems to be happening across the board so it's not something that ohm's doing it's something that a majority of um, the money markets are doing yep. okay um so uh craft had a pretty big week um which obviously the nft marketplace on icon uh <clears throat> i guess you could start looking at so just the token price itself cft um uh, you know for a while there it was like i don't know it was hovering a pretty low price um when they i think when it was when they announced that staking would be coming soon it really started to move um, it kind of immediately shot up to like, I don't know, one or two cents or something like that. And then over the course of a few days, climbed all the way. I think I saw it peak at like 13 cents or something like that. Um, it's since come back down. I don't know if that's because of, you know, it just went up really quick or if maybe just the overall crypto kind of downturn recently um, in the last recently, meaning like in the last 24 hours uh, or I guess 12 hours um, or if it was if it like i said it, it it's it's around i think last i saw it was around eight cents or so which is still you know obviously way higher than it was three weeks ago mm. so uh they like i said they they were kind of started teasing that staking would be um coming pretty soon 
And sure enough, they uh, released an article a couple days ago, uh, basically kind of giving some details. So, you know, if, if you don't know, there's a 2.5% transaction fee on each uh, NFT trade. Um, and so what they what the deal is, the, I'm reading from the article, these fees will now be distributed to the CFT stakers and Dow fund with a ratio equivalent to 50-50. And there is at the moment a one day lockup period before being able to unstake your CFT. Uh, the fees are so the fees are distributed in ICX because that's basically what ICX or that's what Craft runs on. Uh, they do plan to support being able to do sales in different currencies. <clears throat> uh, so the rewards would be kind of distributed based on what you know what exactly the trade kind of currency was. Um, so also and also uh, the staked CFT is what pays plays a role in Craft governance. So kind of similar to you know to BALN, if you stake it, it lets you have a, a say in the governance and also even titles titles you to fees. Um, and also they have kind of different tiers. So the more CFT you own, the bigger bonus you get. So it starts with, you know, if you're at the bronze tier, which is basically, you know, there's no condition there. Uh, there's, you don't get any bonus. Uh, there's five tiers, so like a gold tier, which is hundred K CFT gets a 30% bonus. And if you have diamond tier, which is, uh, like half a million CFT, uh, which is now worth like, I don't know, 50 grand or something like that. Um, then you get a 50% bonus. So obviously it rewards people who have been able to, you know, acquire more. And obviously the bet, you know, the, the best, you know, you can either buy CFT on balanced uh, or you can earn it by, you know, if you're selling and buying on craft, um, wash trading is not allowed and they have ways to detect that. So try and not, you know, if you try to do that, it might not work out for you. Um, and then also those who are putting, um, who have liquidity in the CFT, um, I think it's CFT SICX pool. Mm -hmm. um, they, if you stake that, uh, you're also allowed to get some of that. And also there's uh, just, yeah, CFT staking as a whole, uh, which is what gives you the, the revenue. So um, certainly a nice step for um, Craft. The staking is live now. Um, so if you have some CFT uh, and would like to stake it, uh, feel free to do so on the Craft website. So I can go for what? Uh, all this time, that 2.5% fee has been charged so where has that been going is it all is it has it been housed in the dow is it uh, i don't know uh that's a good question i think so okay. um i don't know if it's necessarily the dow itself or maybe there's just a pot sitting there um i haven't i'm sure in the i'm sure that question's been asked in the discord i haven't been hmm. super vigilant in there as of late um but um i imagine yeah either it'll be in the dow or maybe they'll find a way to retroactively distribute it or something like that yeah and um, one thing to call out, so staking has just launched, but the LP stuff has been going for a long time. So um, if you haven't already, you can provide an LP and make sure from balance you come back to craft and stake your LP to earn your craft rewards. Otherwise, you won't earn them. Um, but but overall, it's um, I think, again, I have so many conversations these days. Uh, I forget if we bought this out. I think it's really cool what's happening in the Icon ecosystem. Yes, maybe ICX isn't going a million miles a minute, but we are starting to see uh, ecosystem dApps each go through a phase of expo an explosive phase. And um, this is what happens in all the ecosystems but it hadn't happened in Icon yet, and it's good to see. So we had Gangster Bet, now we're having Craft, and who knows, at the moment, the new kid on the block is Finn with its low supply. We could see a bit of an explosion there as well. And then hopefully lead back to our favorites, Balanced and Ohm, having a bit of a run. But um, overall, this is really good. It's, it's um, I guess, it's community money rotating in a way. <laughs> but... Um, 
it's it's rotating because people are seeing that these applications are getting used and um craft's been in the spotlight a lot uh especially with looks launching ethereum congested people realizing hang on they're giving out ownership and fees and craft's been doing that from day one so well uh you know they they had a good way of showing it is basically and these numbers are a little bit out of date but at the time it was like you know, if you had, if you had either bought or sold three of the gangsta bets, which their floor was like a thousand or something like that, mm. um, based on the based on the amount of trading that happened that week, you would you would have earned like almost a thousand dollars worth of uh, yeah, CFT yeah. essentially. So it's almost like a, a three for one deal to a certain extent. Again, mm. you know, don't try to watch trade those because they have ways to detect it. Yeah. Um, but again, just goes to show, you know, it doesn't take all. You know, obviously for some folks, you know, three thousand dollars worth of uh, three thousand ICX worth of volume is not a small amount. But nonetheless, it just goes to show you don't need to, you know, you don't need to do a whole lot uh, necessarily in order to um, earn a decent amount of CFT. I, I guess, you know, a, a decent enough return, especially when CFT has been at the prices that has been lately. Agree. And if you weren't watching, I just dished my 50 claps. Every every article matters, people. You get 50 claps a day, make them count. Um, and especially when teams are taking the time to publish this de- these detailed articles. Um, great news on Craft, loving its success, and um, hopefully we'll see a new project from you, Iconographer, hint, hint. So, um, no pressure though. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's go next one. Okay, OptimSol, we talked about this. So, um, we have LP staking. So they did, yep, it went, uh, went live uh, almost 12 hours ago from when we're talking now. Uh, so, I actually woke up a little bit early just to kind of, you know, in case there was some crazy initial price or something like that. I didn't want to necessarily miss that. But, you know, as you can imagine, the, the the main issue was just, you know, it didn't it didn't go from zero liquidity to maximum liquidity in a second. Uh, it was just kind of a gradual uptick. Uh, but throughout now that you know now the liquidity is incentivized. Uh, so if you if you provide liquidity and stake your LP tokens into the Optimus protocol, uh, you can earn FIN. Uh, right now there is about it looks like about three hundred. $30,000 worth of liquidity. Mm. Um, there's 164,000 BNUSD and about 5,600 uh, FIN. So if you just figure the BNUSD is 2x, I think that's, uh, I think hopefully my na- my math is mostly correct. Uh, so certainly not a small amount. Um, price of uh, FIN has been, let's see. So, I mean, it, it you got these weird, you get these weird things where then there's no liquidity and someone buys, you know, a 10th of a FIN for $116 or something like that. Um, but basically, it, you know, it, uh, it, it's been hovering in the kind of the, it was, I think it started in the mid thirties, crept up to the forties, uh, at one point hit like 55. I think that's probably the, the high once we had actual liquidity there. Um, just a few minutes ago, we had the daily FIN distribution. So we saw a bit of a dip. Uh, so right now it's around 29. So, um, you know, I, th- I don't know where, you know, Ohm was interesting because it started low and then it went up um, and BALN started high and went down. Um, so we'll see how this one plays out. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell, but obviously if you stake your fin, uh, you can win, you can receive fin. Uh, I think the APY on that is pretty good. And then staking LP tokens also pretty good as well. Um, I don't know the exact percentages right now. I think at one point the LP tokens were like 9,000%. Um, I don't Man. think it's probably that high anymore, but, uh, and then I think staking FIN itself was like 360% or something. Mm. So they did, they did adjust the tokenomics for Finn. Um, they announced it a couple days ago. So I guess the key change and mostly everything's the same, 
but basically they took uh, two and a half percent from both the depositors and the liquidity providers and um, made it so five percent of the allocation goes to the fin stakers. So in, in summary, we have five percent going to the people who are staking their fin, uh, 12 and a half both to people who deposited as well as those who are providing uh, liquidity on balanced. Uh, Twenty percent go to the optimist worker tokens, uh, 15 percent to an insurance and auditing fund and 35 percent to the Dow. Um, so, you know, if you consider, if you, if you look at the work, you know, the worker tokens, the insurance fund, the Dow, um, I don't imagine most, any, any of that's really on the market right now. Maybe some of the worker tokens are, uh, but what it basically means is, um, let me make sure my math is right. Let's see, 70, 70% is, you know, basically only potentially, uh, 30% or so, um, is actually circulating kind of out in the, um, out in the potentially open market. And there was like. Uh, I think I saw 50,000 fin were staked uh, last time I checked this morning. So uh, there's, there's aren't a whole lot on the open market um, for whatever that's worth. Mm. Yeah, no, lo- low circulating supply going down the YN model. So let's see. I think that's just kind of cool because I'm, I'm interested to see how that low circulating supply and actual fair distribution model will work. Usually it's been quite high in terms of supply so this is cool um okay great next up oh no i comply yeah they kind of had a couple little um basically had to stop temporarily to stop deposits and withdrawals on the bsc slash btc as well as the bsc slash ete ethereum wallets uh due to an issue with delayed deposit via finance smart chains it says all these issues have been resolved but nonetheless uh, in case you notice that little hiccup um, that has been that has been resolved by now, so I wanted to at least give you a little bit of good news there. I didn't see a whole lot of concern about it pop up on Twitter. Usually, you know, usually when something like this happens, everyone kind of you start to see more and more complaints or concerns or whatever it is. But in this case, it didn't seem like it was that serious. But uh, nonetheless, good work from the uh, Icon Phi team to uh, resolve that uh, pretty quickly. Agree. Um, next up, we have Winable. So I've noticed they've they've been coming out with a little bit of content all of a sudden, went into hibernation, and um, they've kicked off their Discord. Their, um, I even saw a post that apparently there's a lot of trading of the bottles happening on Craft. Oh, interesting. I didn't check that a yeah. little bit. Um, but, uh, I'm yeah, an owner. I'm that, an owner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I wanted to, but I think at the time it was more than I wanted to pay for I'm not a big wine guy, so Me I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can justify it. But it would have been, uh, yeah, I, I guess, in retrospect, interesting to kind of just be part of what that process looks like mm. and um, everything like that. So cool to see that much. You know, it's just a nice little. You know, for those who don't know, it's essentially you know own an NFT and it entitles you to an actual bottle of wine. You know, if you if you exchange the NFT for the wine, the NFT gets burnt. Um, so obviously, you know, there's only it's a it's a one-to-one ratio um and they will send you the wine um or get you the get you the wine however they best can to be you know i don't know how depends on their shipping rules and everything like that mm. but um nonetheless pretty cool project uh but yeah they have a discord now so it looks like a good way to engage with the rest of the community um on there so um certainly nice to see yeah agree um next up oh Karmadao. Karmadao came up with an update oh hey everyone knows i'm a big i'm very excited about this um, yeah, so we we've talked a little bit about Karma. Um, I did a kind of a write up on it, more on the like on the protocol on liquidity. I haven't had a chance to read this article yet. I, I scanned through really quick. Um, I I really like the branding that they're using. By the way, it's, it looks it looks very polished and 
well thought out. So that's always nice to see. Mm. Uh, but I know I think I think Fez might have had some. You might have had some thoughts on on this piece, uh, perhaps. Um, yeah. Look, I overall I'm excited. Uh, I think uh, as called out before, they they're approaching this differently, where they're launching the um, POL model first rather than a reserve currency. Um, and they're intertwining the POL model. So, uh, and that's basically you, you, you were kind of telling me that's kind of the, the reverse of what, of what Olympus did. Exactly. Right? Even time, yeah. a ma- majority of, um, your DeFi forks, they fork with first launching of the reserve currency and they have an initial bootstrapping process and then it floats. And then that's where the mania came in and the hype. And you saw these protocols, um, prices for the tokens um, valued at ridiculous levels obviously there's been a bit of a crash at the moment and they're coming back down to reality which has got people going oh i knew it was a pyramid scheme etc no they're not uh, i could i could talk to it extensively but karma Dow has gone at it different um differently they're, they're launching the pol model and um so the you know very briefly essentially rather than you and i like finn we just talked about that so instead of going and um uh, us supplying liquidity and sitting there what what they will do is say they strike up a deal in the background with with finn um we go and put the lp in then we can take that lp and go to karma dow and say um they will issue they'll pay us out um, uh, the fin token at a 10% discounted r- rate to the market rate um, that vest in five days and they take that buy that liquidity off us for the native token um, so w- what it's trying to do is the goal of it is if the protocol owns its liquidity it has more control over the um, how, how much liquidity is in the pools and we know the more liquidity in the pools the better it is for trading bigger amounts the more stable it will be when people decide to dump the token or you know trade out of it um so this model has proved to be quite successful on all the chains so karma has come along and said yep we're going to build this first and what happens is when we they've implemented this and i've got this um highlighted is they they they're using this to kick off the reserve currency component so as uh, more protocols come in own balance it can be icon bet anyone with the token goes to partner with karma dow that yep we want to set up a um, way so that people can sell their liquidity and it defaults and the protocols can take control of that liquidity um, there's a small fee that karma dow charge right and in that fee um, what they'll do is a portion of it will go towards minting a token called B karma um, and at a certain point when they're they're ready to launch the uh, the reserve currency and as a rule of thumb your reserve currency is this every part of say the karma token circulating will have one dollar backing it okay so that is the goal initially always of a reserve currency so the way they're bootstrapping it is by taking fees from the pol they'll mint b karma that goes to the people who actually use the protocol so if we give our liquidity we get b karma and when it's ready to launch we get to swap the b karma for 
one per one. So one B comma is worth one comma, regardless of the market value. So you could be holding B comma and three months later, karma's value is say $10. You will still get, um, if you had 30, you'd still get 30 karma tokens. The trade is one for one. Um, yeah, so that's how they're going to bootstrap the reserve currency, which I think is awesome. It's cool. It's very much fair. In fact, that's completely consistent with everything on Icon, a fair distribution process. Um, and and then from there, let's see, you know, I, I think the protocol owned liquidity is very different to the reserve currency and growing as treasury. But um, I think they've kind of modeled it in a way to benefit each other, which is kind of cool. Uh, so very excited too um, if you haven't read the article definitely read it it's really well explained um and yeah i hope that's helped paint the picture of uh, what karma dow is going to do yeah definitely it's, it's definitely a project i'm excited to follow um and look forward to look forward to them launching um hopefully in the near future yeah um so i think this is our final little piece here uh, we did get some nice little uh, user experience updates on gangsta bet uh so here one that was been kind of a, a bit of demand is having a multi-claim of gbet so if you have like i don't know 10 gangsta bets or whatever um and it was kind of tedious to like sit there and claim gbet for each one every you know even if you did it every few days or whatever um obviously clicking that much and authorizing that many transactions got tedious. So instead they have it to where you can just click on it once and it'll just say, um, you know, claim claim all the available um, GBET that's still uh, available. <clears throat> um, so a few more changes. Uh, there's a kind of a, a next GBET when it'll be uh, available. There's a, a timer. Um, the marketplace is now sorted on a default price of low to high, which I think is what everyone was uh, you know, I, I think whenever people, whenever people went to the marketplace, that was the first thing they did, but they wanted to see what the floor was. Um, the, uh, it also shows you the amount of uh, accumulated GBET uh, available on the wallet page. And also uh, in the, on the activity page, there's a, um, at the top now, it shows floor price, number of owners, uh, the highest trade thus far, and the amount of volume traded. So just kind of, you know, some, some nice little upgrades on the user interface and things like that. Um, and so, uh, just a nice little, nice little upgrade and some features that I think people were hoping for and looking for that, uh, the team got implemented. Yep. No, it was a good list of features that got put in and, uh, uh they're constantly innovating. Uh, great, great, great so far. And obviously they're on, um, coin gecko and market cap, which I've got on the screen. So that's, that's cool as well. More, more of icon, uh, projects built on icon is getting creeping in there, which is good to see. Um, yeah, I think that's it, Icon Grapher. That's uh, another week of a lot of news, um, a lot of good news. There are some. Uh, th there is a new round of CPS projects that I want to go into um, next week because it is. I think some of our. I, I think it was one of the more, at least on my first glance, one of the more impressive lineups we've had thus far. Just the kind of stuff that I thought would be helpful and useful. Um, so I look forward to look forward to talking through those a bit more um, in the next episode. So is this um, is this uh, the new round, um, or you mean the one that's just passed, uh, as in the one that's just been approved? So with um, 
I can't remember whether it's I can't remember which timeline it is. It, I just saw I saw some. I think TJ had a tweet thread on some of the yeah. various projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, no, no, that's right. Last one. Cool. Yeah, looking forward to it. I think that'll be a good one uh, to talk through. There was a lot of good stuff. Um, cool. Okay, everyone. Look, thanks for listening. As always, um, do not uh, not financial advice. Do your own research. We're just sharing our views here. Uh, lastly, new YouTube channel, please like, share, um, subscribe. Uh, last video, we had like five, 600 views, uh, 30 likes. And yeah, so based on the views, the new channel should have that many subscriptions. So if you're listening, please give it a subscribe. Um, it'll go a long way in, in growing our audience as well. So really appreciate the community's help with that. Thank you everyone for listening. Take care. See ya.